AM 570 KLAC, 98.7 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570. In LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney, Rodney Keith. It's available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. All right, here we go. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570, LA Sports. Uh, baseball back at it tomorrow, Dodgers in Colorado. The story that we need to talk about off the top, Rodney, and it happened just after we got off the air yesterday. Major League Baseball extended the administrative leave of Trevor Bauer for yet another week. Yeah. So his his hearing on the restraining order is the 23rd. Now the administrative leave is extended to the 27th. That means that he is not playing. He's still getting paid. So he'll be paid about $4 million during this period of the administrative leave. I, I guess off the top of my head, I'm wondering why do they keep extending it? Are they finding out more information on their investigation? Is their investigation so thorough that it's going to continue for a while? Or are they going to keep extending it because he's not coming back? Well, I I think it's a, a, a couple of things, right? I think they're extending it because they're, they're still doing their investigation both uh, internally and then externally listening to what Pasadena has to say. And I think it's easier for them probably to to keep extending the time of leave rather than getting him reinstated and then have to suspend him again, right? So they want to get all the information in, I believe, and and then they can make a a decision. It doesn't feel that there's any kind of real urgency to bring him back right away until they find out more about this whole situation. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. To me, it seems like as this continues on, yeah, it's laying the foundation for we may not see him again. Yeah, and but don't if, you think it's it'll be probably worse if they brought him back, and then while the investigation is still going on, and then they find out that it's not good news, and then they have to suspend him again. Yeah, no, what if, they have the opportunity to kind of just keep him keep him out of the, out of sight right now as long as possible until we figure out what's actually going on. Yeah, because whenever they bring him back, he's yeah. back. Right. They, they can't say you're back. Oh, no, wait a minute. We found something else out. You're yeah. out. Whatever he's back, he's back. And it's important to point out again that it doesn't really matter what happens with the police. MLB is doing its own investigation. Sure, it matters to Trevor Bauer what happens with the police. Yeah. But they could say we are not going to file charges. That doesn't mean MLB cannot take action, and they have in the past. If you're the Dodgers, and it, the other interesting part of this is, all right, some time has passed now. You know, we live in a world where that news cycle is 24 hours. Right. All right, well, time has now passed. Do you think it's softened people's stances after reading the story and seeing the pictures? Because time has passed. I'll, I'll preface it by saying I don't. I don't believe people are going to go, well, you know, it's been three weeks, and that's kind of a, faded memory and let him come back. I don't think that's how people are going to react. How do you think? Uh, I, I think 
I think, first of all, I think time has passed and it's not front of mind. Obviously, we're talking about it today, but I don't think it's as front of mind as it was. We just had the All-Star break, All-Star game, and now we're getting ready for the second half of the season. There's a lot of things, like you said, in a 24-hour news cycle, there's a lot of things that come up. So it is kind of not front and center like it, it, it probably was you know, a couple weeks ago. But whenever he does come back, or if he doesn't come back, then yeah, it, it puts it back on the forefront again. But right now, um, it's it's probably good that he's not around. It's out of sight, out of mind. Because if he was trying to play through this, or they didn't extend, and we got to wait until the 27th until they complete the investigation. Or, or extend that, again. Or extend again. Uh, it would be drama because we would see him out on the mound and then – who knows what kind of chaos and fiasco and circus it might be surrounding every time he goes out to pitch. So it's probably a good thing for the Dodgers, for everybody, to wait until we figure everything out and get all of the information, and then it, and then they can make a real decision. Because, if, you know, it's, it's out of sight until we see him again. Out of mind until we see him again. And if he's on the mound, then it brings everything up every time he's in uniform. So it's good for the Dodgers, I think, that he's not. Some of the players are now distancing themselves. Yeah. And, you know, social media is what it is. I, I don't put as much stock into it as others, but, you know, that's a different generation. And I know it's important in today's world. Uh, guys are not following him. They are they are uh, unfollowing him. Yeah. And that means in today's world, they're starting to put some distance between themselves and Trevor Bauer. And also, a married guy, you don't think his wife said, I don't know what you can do, but you need to do something. And mm. I'll unfollow him. Good. Unfollow him. Don't you yeah. think that happened? Of course. Of course. I'm sure. And and not only just married guys, but I think that guys who have moms and dads and brothers and sisters and, and agents and managers and all those type of things are going, might, might not be a good idea for you to follow this guy or continue to follow this guy. Um, again, this is not just... You know, uh, he said, she said, behind the scenes, we're just hanging out. It was some some really graphic stuff yeah. that he was doing. Yeah. So regardless of it, uh, you know, criminal charges are there or not, is that the kind of guy you want to hang out with and, and party with? I know from, like you said, some married guys' wives are like, oh, I don't know about that. I don't know if I, I want you hanging and socializing with, with, with that world. So, yeah, you see that and you go, mm, do they know more? Than what we know, you right? Know, that was my question. Is they do the players and internally do they know more than we know for them to unfollow their teammate? I'm guessing yes, they do know more than we know. Yeah, because that's usually how it works. I mean, guys yeah. will say, "I don't know anything. I know what I read." You really believe that? I don't. <laughs> yeah, I think they have a pretty good understanding. I think the Dodgers have a pretty good understanding as well. Yeah. Do you really think they're going? Well, we're just going to wait for the MLB investigation. And, uh, well, then our hands won't be tight. No, I think they have a pretty good understanding of what's happening. And we don't know everything that happened, but I think they do. And that leads to this. And it really is a tough question. The Dodgers have a certain image. They have a certain brand. And it's really unique. I mean, it is one of the pristine brands in world sports, not just American sports, not just in the city of Los Angeles. Yeah. I mean, the Dodgers are global when it comes to recognition, admiration from people, uh, interest, and attraction. He doesn't fit their brand. 
let's just be honest. He's, he was a hell of a pitcher. He is a hell of a pitcher. Yeah. He's a guy that you bring in here and you think, okay, he could be that missing piece to get us that second one, get us two in a row. He doesn't fit the brand. He didn't fit the brand. Now, Andrew Friedman said, Rodney, they had conversations. They yeah. felt comfortable. I believe those conversations took place. I also believe they felt comfortable. I do believe they did whatever they considered their due diligence to be. He didn't fit their brand. And right now, given what's happened, whether he is charged or not, he really doesn't fit their brand. Do you think, and it's a big check to write, it's a huge check to write. It's $100 million, right? You can pitch anywhere. You can play. We're not telling you you can't play baseball. Yeah. We're just telling you we don't want you to play for us. So much so that we'll write you a check and thank you for your time here and you go off and see what happens. Do you think that's a possibility? Oh, yeah. I think that's definitely a possibility because, you, like you said, the Dodgers have an incredible brand that reaches the globe. I mean, all around the world. I mean, even in my travels, there are Dodger shirts and hats people were wearing in Italy and in France. So it, it is something that you have to consider in protecting that brand. I mean, we talk about it all the time when we talk about different different teams. We talk about the NFL protecting the shield and all those type of things. You know, the Patriot way. You know, all of those things with different teams happens and the Dodgers are certainly one of those brands that people look up to and is a is kind of almost like a role model organization the way they've been run you know since the Guggenheim guys came in um so yeah that that has a lot to go into it and and like I said be, because of all the graphic nature of what was going on I, it wouldn't shock me if they said look we're going to write you this check and um as good as you are it's just sometimes we got to bite that bullet. It doesn't fit with what we want to do here. All right, Ned Coletti will join us here during the 1 o'clock hour. We'll talk to Ned, who'll tell us absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> He'll say, I don't know. I, I, can't, I can't guess. I don't want to speculate, but we'll ask him anyway. What would Ned do? What would Ned do? That'll yeah. be at 1 o'clock. It's our new segment. Yes. Followed by our segment, Cheaters, today. It's going to be a big 1 o'clock hour. Uh, so we know that Kawhi Leonard had ACL surgery, partial. Was that partial, Fred? Uh, well, you know, partial ACL <laughs> surgery. But you know, again, I'm not a doctor. No. I don't have a medical degree. But you know a lot of doctors. I, I don't even have uh, a junior college degree. No. I, I didn't even graduate from junior college. I went six months to a Phoenix. Agency. You went to Phoenix College. Phoenix Junior College. Yes. Left after six months. <laughs> That's right. Why did you leave, Fred? Well, I left because I got a job in Globe, Arizona. Okay. And also because I called Dr. Cassano an old hen, and that didn't mm. work well. She was teaching a class on how to write a resume. And you called her an old hen? Yeah, she was an older woman, and it was terrible, and I should have never done that because I was a really good student. Anyway, she taught a class on how to write a resume. And she started the class by saying the objective here is to get a job. If your resume gets you a job, you've written the proper resume. Made sense to me. All right, so we went through the class, and I submitted a resume. A resume, by the way, that got me a job. And she handed out the papers, and I got a C. And she goes, would anybody like to question their grade? And I raised my hand. I said, Dr. Cassano, I would like to question my grade. And she goes, what is it? I said, well, you said the objective was to get a job. I got a job with that very resume. Oh, so you got the job. I got a job. I gave okay. her a resume that got me a job. Okay. okay. I said, I should get an A. 
And she goes, well, no, the form is off. And this is off. And that is off. I went, well, that's not what you said. Now, I'm standing. She's in front of the class. She kind of, she was kind of the female version of Foghorn Leghorn. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> you said, let me tell you that, boy. Right. <laughs> she, and, and that's how she looked. Wow. And, and so anyway. She, like that? Yeah, she's kind of like that. She looked like that. And she she was a large her. woman? She was not small. She she possessed girth. <laughs> so anyway, she's going back and forth, and I'm going back and forth. Big boned, Fred. Yes, I would say healthy, <laughs> healthy, zoftic. And she's going back and forth. I'm going back and forth, and uh, she goes, Mister Roggin. <laughs> and I said, Doctor Cassano, you old hen. Boom. I had to go see the dean of men. Now the dean of men was the father of somebody I went to high school with. So I walk in and I sit down in his office and he looks at me and he goes, did you call Dr. Cassano an old hen? I said, well, yes, I did. And let me give you my reasons for that. And he just shakes his head. He goes, why? Why do you do this? Why are you like this? Why do you act this way? Don't call somebody an old hen. Now get out. I said, thank you. That's when I left. <laughs> and I went to work in Globe, Arizona. <laughs> That's why I didn't finish college. Now, I'm, I'm trying to think. Old hen. Yeah. That's not bad, right? I mean, it's, it was a tad bit disrespectful. It was a little bit disrespectful. Right. Yeah, but I mean, could have. Heifer probably would have been worse. I would not yes. go there. Old bitty, I think, might be yeah. worse than an old hen. That was a bad call. I didn't use it. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. On the scale of yeah. insults, it's probably one of the lesser. Least offensive one. You it, thank you. But it was a bit disrespectful. Old hen. You old hen. Right. That's what I said. It was terrible. It was horrible. I shouldn't have done that. But I was a kid. What did I know? Battle. Where did you get old hen from? Right. I've never she heard that. She looked like an old hen to me. She, that's what she looked like. And I went, oh, yeah. Hence the oh, foghorn right. leghorn. Foghorn yeah. leghorn. Yeah. Okay. It popped in your head. Yeah. So then I, I just, okay, I anyway, you. that's why I didn't finish college. Okay. That's okay. why I don't have a degree in medicine. All right. Right? Because I could have been a doctor if I hadn't called the teacher an old hen. Correct. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. But given the fact. Did she, that, ever, did she even give you props for getting the job and with the resume no. or anything like that? No. Her point was. You didn't do it right. You didn't do it right. It's like in high school where the guy said, if you're not prepared to take a test, don't take it. I want you prepared every day you come into class. If you're not prepared to take a test, you do not take it. I went into algebra. I can't add right now. <laughs> I, I, I'm terrible with numbers. I didn't study. I didn't know anything. The guy says, we're having a test. I said, I'm not taking it. He goes, why? I said, I'm not prepared. You started the class by saying, I want you prepared. If you're not prepared, you don't take the test. I'm not taking it. He gave me a B. Fred was that guy. <laughs> I was that guy. Fred was that guy. I was that guy. Right? So, I, so now I can't add, and I know nothing about medicine. But I'll say this. It is just my assumption that you don't get a partial ACL tear. Mm -hmm. You either have it or you don't. And it's corrected the exact same way. What's interesting here is now there are reports that the Clippers, according to Skip Bayless, and it, he's not a reporter, but he went on the air with it. The Clippers may not have known that Kawhi even had the surgery. Mm. Do you buy that? No. I actually don't no. either. No. No, because if... That can't happen. It can only happen if Kawhi, say, went to 
Tijuana and had a surgery or went to Germany somewhere and had surgery, right? Show the snuck, hyena. Snuck, <laughs> snuck out of the country and had surgery, but he didn't, right? Yeah. And there are, every team has a medical staff, and I, I, I would believe that it's part of the agreement with any kind of medical staff, trainers, doctors, whomever, that full disclosure about their particular athletes would have to be disclosed. So, I don't buy the Clippers didn't know he he had surgery. Again, un- unless he did go somewhere deep in Mexico and had surgery that nobody, you know, everybody thought he was in Cabo, but he was really in Monterey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying I know anything. I'm fairly sure he wasn't <laughs> smuggled across the border and taken to Monterey to have this knee surgery. I just, I, I don't know. I found it interesting. Um, I, I but think, here's the thing too well, on the on the on that part of it because you remember, and you, you you know it was very distinct and definitive when he got hurt. You you saw it running down the court. He got bumped and then. Soon as he landed on that leg, it was like ooh, and, and you knew, he, and he didn't play again. Right after that, so I would say the thing that they did know, the Clippers knew as well, is that he wasn't coming back. Yeah, in the playoffs, he wasn't yeah. coming back. Although they kept saying, you know, hey, he he's questionable, or there's a possibility he can play Game Five, or there's a possibility he can play in this series. There was no doubt that he was not going to play anymore this year in the playoffs. Yeah, and I, and I think they did that because they wanted everybody to be concerned and try yeah. to game plan for him if yeah. he did come back, right? It's yeah. the old hockey theory. Yeah. You know, uh, a guy gets hit in the head with a puck and they say he has an upper body injury. We know he got hit in the head. <laughs> you know, the guy breaks his knee and they go, he has a lower body injury because they don't want anybody to really know what it was. Yeah. I think the Clippers did know. I think they didn't tell anybody because they they didn't want the other teams to not prepare, just confuse them a little bit. They always right. had to be ready for them. But isn't that the whole full disclosure part of the deal that that the, now that I think it's in every league now that you you got to be totally upfront about injuries and what what's going on. Well, they said he was injured. More, I mean, but, but more specific. They didn't say he was out, but they oh. said he was you know questionable for this game and you know probable for next one, and he never played. And I think more that we are into getting closer to having full-time gambling that for the the gamblers out there, they needed to know. I think they got pressure or the NBA probably getting pressured. Like we, Hey, we, we about to, we're about to build your wealth <laughs> exponentially. You got to be upfront with us when guys are injured or not playing. I mean, if you're the Clippers and you're looking for plausible deniability, I mean, we listed them on the injury report. You said it was an issue. Where are we lying? Yeah, fair enough. You know, so until I put a half a million bucks down on the Clippers, yeah. think Kawhi's going to play. <laughs> yeah. But see, they never said he was going to play, though. And then Rocco yeah. comes to find you. And you're yeah. right. Well, right. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think the Clippers knew he had mm-hmm. surgery. I don't think yeah. it, it, it could have been done secretly. I'm sure his family knew he had surgery. Yeah, the Clippers had to know. I would think, but what they're not saying. And the next part is how long he'll be out. You know, there's really been no official statement from the Clippers, if you think about it. There hasn't. There hasn't been an official statement from the Clippers. Who, yeah. Haven't said a word. Who, 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 yeah, who who leaked that he had surgery? Him? 
I don't know. I don't know who leaked he had surgery. But everybody knows he had surgery. Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? I can't say. No, <laughs> no I'm saying. I, say. I told I, you yesterday no, what happened. I know. See, I'm doing to you what you're doing to me about magic. Told you, I told you the warning I received yesterday. Um, um, but, but, but the world knew that he had surgery. Well, maybe his family leaked it. Maybe. Who else could it have been? The Clippers didn't. Right. And and still, like you said, the Clippers haven't said uh, made an official statement about it. No. I don't think he did a and post on Instagram. Either. No. Well, he's not on Instagram. Right. And right. he didn't make the uh, make an official statement. No. So how do we know? We know. <laughs> Kevin, why is Fred looking at me like I don't know. I've been doing that since yesterday, Rodney. I can't tell you. I have no idea. Like a little kid. I can't say. I can't say. <laughs> Yeah. Mommy, don't make me be tell on Billy. <laughs> and now I know what it's like when I do it to you. Yes. Now I feel that. <laughs> and I even warned you about it. You kept going. All right. Uh, Ryan Hollins, who always has insightful information about the NBA. You know, he played for the Clippers. Yep. We'll find out their policy about injuries. We'll talk with Ryan Hollins. He'll be on next. We'll get into the NBA Finals. Lakers may be moving Kyle Kuzma. And uh, later this hour, little Know Your Squad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all good in the hood. Now I saw David Howard came in. You know I'm back. We're all back. Yeah. Yeah. Things are back to normal. All right. You know we're actually on. We're on the air, Fred. <laughs> when I'm done. All right. David Howard. Yes. Sales chief. Chief. The man. Smiling. Smiling and happy. All right, couple of We things. like it when he's smiling. Yeah, we do. That could be bonus time for us. Yes. Let's go. Um, oh, by the way, thank you for listening. And, and I mean this sincerely. Uh, you know, we get our, uh, our report cards in radio every month. And our report card, once again, was very good. Yes, thank that, you so much. That's because of you. And we love doing it. We look forward to it every day. Thank you for allowing us to be here, and thank you for being a part of it. Two things. Uh, we have to correct something. My mistake. Uh, the Clippers did release on Monday a secret news release saying that Kawhi Leonard did have ACL surgery. Uh, Kevin did find it. Secret news release? Yeah, well, I don't, I don't think we got it, actually. I mean, you know, Fred, you and I are both on these lists, these email blasts that teams sent out. I didn't get an email, did you? No. Did anybody at NBC get one? No. No. I mean, somebody got it. I've seen. I saw a few reporters tweet yeah. the message out. But Rob Fukasaki got it. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I can listen to Ronnie laugh. I got to be honest with you. I love Rob. I know there's some beef with Rob in the other show. I love Rob. I got to tell you, Rob didn't get it. No, I'm, just, I'm just being honest with you. I'm just being honest. Uh, also, I do want to tease something we've just found, and it is kind of breaking news. Uh, let me give you the headline. Uh, days before... The Tokyo Olympics. Tokyo tries to stop its swimming venue from smelling like a toilet. So uh, we will mm. get to that later. Okay? All right. Now a man had spent some time in a few locker rooms in his life. <laughs> played for the Clippers. Played for basically everybody. Played all around the world. It's our buddy Ryan Hollins. Ryan, how are you? What's going on, fellas? All good, Ryan. Ryan, where are you at? Are you in Tokyo? Yeah. Where are you? No, 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 no. I'm not. In, I'm not in Tokyo. I'm actually out in Santa Barbara right now. 
Well, that's good. A good place to get ready for the Tokyo Olympics. All right. Uh, <laughs> we'll leave it there, Ryan. Yeah, well, since you didn't elaborate, yeah. we'll leave it. We'll leave Santa Barbara right there. Well, we'll leave it there. Okay. So, Ryan, <laughs> uh, let's start. With, Ryan, are you surfing on the beach? What, yeah, what, what are you, do, what what are you doing? doing, Ryan? I'm actually, I, I am oceanfront right now. Okay. Not on the beach right now, but I'm, right. I'm oceanfront, man. I'm, right. I'm trying to be like Rodney, man. I'm trying to be like Rodney, man. I'm trying my best, man. Aren't we all? But no one can. And that's the issue. No one, no one has that yeah. hookup. Uh, all right, Ryan, let's start with Kawhi Leonard. He had ACL surgery. Uh, first, it was a partial ACL. We now, we believe there's no such thing. You have surgery. It's fixing your ACL. Out nine months to a year. What does that mean for the Clippers? You sign them and you rehab them. They're two feet into this relationship. You know, you you, you get rid of Doc Rivers. Uh, you, you you get rid of your every draft pick you have to Lord knows when, and and sign uh, Paul George's running mate to a five year contract. You get rid of Lou and Trez. You're, you're you know the two six end of the year. Like they're two feet into this deal, so. You sign them up, and I got to credit Brennan Haywood. Uh, you know the Clippers made it seem optimistic that he'd be back. Yeah, you, you guys are absolutely right. There is no ACL like injury or partial or strain like you have to have surgery. But the positive news with ACLs now and ACL surgery, you know, guys got come back stronger than they were before. Uh, the Clippers are already used to Kawhi Leonard load managing, and they've shown that they can and will be able to play without him. You know, they move forward under Ty Lue, so. Um, the good news is that he will be back. Uh, I don't. I don't see him going anywhere, and I don't see that price tag dropping anytime soon. We know what Kawhi brings to the table uh, each and every night, so uh, it, it kind of is what it is. Now, the, the question is, and I was on Colin earlier: Is this going to be a, a a one year or two year deal? You know, or one and one with a player option or four year deal? I think Kawhi still stays with the the one and one and, and bets on himself. I'd be surprised if he does a four-year deal because, you know, he's you got a lot of power as a superstar in the league on a one-year deal because they still got to treat you right. You know, there, there's no there's no shenanigans going on. They still got to court you. Yeah, I was saying that too, Ryan, because he's Kawhi. Obviously, he's a different breed and, and beats to his own drum because um, a lot of guys in this situation, and you know this, okay, lock me up. Let me get that four-year lock-up. I've been injured the last few years. I've had to do the load management thing. I just had surgery. They offered me four years and guarantee, uh, you know, buck seventy or whatever it is. Most guys would take it. But like you said, he's Kawhi, and he's betting on himself. Uh, how does this bode for the Clippers? You think they're pushing to do a, a long-term deal and just lock it up um, so they could try to win one in the next three to four years? Yeah, they they would love to get a long term deal done because now the stress is off. Now you don't have to quarter. Now you don't. You know you can kind of go on and operate as normal. But uh, ultimately, I wouldn't be surprised. Holes through his guns. I mean, he he he's gotten to do whatever he wants and anything he wants with the Los Angeles Clippers. Things may have tightened up a little bit, but you know he kind of gets to practice when he wants. He plays when he wants. He he does anything he wants. You know, so uh, for him to maintain that, and I don't know how much wiggle room there is. Like I said. You get rid of every draft pick you have, and you trade away your 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 kind of the, the core of your team. You know you're locked in with Kawhi Leonard. And that's a pretty good lock in, but ultimately they're going to want to see some return on their investment. So uh, I think he's locked in to stay, and I don't think there's much wiggle room for the Clippers to have. And you know it would be a party if you get a four or five year done year, year deal done. 
And you got to look over at another injured superstar a couple of years ago who signed a very fine deal and Kevin Durant. And, you know, if I'm Kawhi Leonard, I'm looking at Kevin Durant and saying, hey, guys, look how good Kevin Durant was this year. He's still the best player on the planet at his age and after of a much worse injury of an Achilles. Ryan Hollins with us, Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. Kyle Kuzma of the Lakers, much better as a starter than coming off the bench. His numbers prove that, Ryan. And uh, there's talk that the Lakers, he is an asset, a movable piece. And quite frankly, he's won a ring. Do you think it'd be better for him to go somewhere where he can start and fulfill all of his potential? Because he, he's not very good coming off the bench. Here's the reality. Kyle Kuzma needs to stop looking at whether he starts or coming off the bench or anything. He ain't that darn good to be demanding. Neither was Dennis Schroeder to be demanding where he should play and, and when he should play. The truth of the matter is he was incredibly inconsistent. And for guys that aren't superstars in the league, that aren't all-stars, you got to be versatile. Sometimes the situation is going to call for you to be a starter and is going to call for you to come off the bench. And you lose your value in the league when you go and peg yourself and you point the finger because I guarantee the next team you go to play for, the next big contract that you're going to be out seeking, they're going to say, well, he, he can't come off the bench or he's not versatile and we don't really believe in him like a superstar or starter in the league, so we don't know where that price tag is going to be. So, you know, Kuzman's got his own works to do. You know, when you're a guy, a role player in the league, in which I was in moments, and I'm, I'm not half the player that Kyle Kuzma was, you got to be ready at a moment's notice. And I, 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 he's not a championship-level player. The problem is you're on a championship team, and you're a real hit-and-miss and inconsistent player. And this is the team that at one point in time, make no mistake, was looking at you as a part of the big three, a third option. And Kyle Kuzma wasn't that. So he's got to be real with himself and find a way to manufacture points without the basketball in his hands in limited minutes. And he's got to be better and more consistent each and every night, shooting the ball and on the defensive end of the floor. he got to look himself in the mirror, man, with that. It ain't about no coach. It ain't about no situation. That's just being straight up. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. you got to earn that, that spot. And, and until you do, you can't demand it. Uh, but as far as the rest of, of the Lakers in this offseason and what Rob Palenka has to do, where is the need, Ryan? Because th- there is talk about – we talked about yesterday with Lonzo Ball being a possibility of coming back. There's a lot of talk about that. There was De- 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 DeMar DeRozan's name thrown out there. Um, where do you see the Lakers going? Because it, it, they got exposed in terms of lack of, uh, lack of shooting. Uh, especially when AD went down, there was nowhere to find points. Where do the Lakers go in this offseason trying to to establish that? Because the clock is ticking with LeBron. Well, I'm going to be honest. They had the recipe for success, and they just let it go. You know, how many championship teams do you know that you've seen that don't return all the same guys? Pelinka went out to outsmart himself. Let's just, just call it what it is. You know, the key pieces to that team – and I'm a, let's start at the front. Let's, let's say key piece number A, Anthony Davis changed your diet, your training regimen, yeah. your workout regimen. Everybody's fired, dog. Like, like, I don't care if you sit out the whole regular season, you're behind better to be ready to go come playoff time. That's first off. Secondly, their bench and the pieces that fill in. You didn't have any rim protection, okay? So if you ran into the Nuggets, you were going to get blasted. Nikola Jokic was going to have a field day with you. DeAndre Ayton had a field day with you. You, you. you wouldn't have made it too far. So you got to somehow replace what JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard brought to the table. Thirdly, you got to get a Rajon Rondo-esque performance out of somebody. 
Rajon Rondo may have not had the, the youth or the consistency during the shoulder during the regular season, but you knew you were going to get a good shot every single time down the floor. And for me, I'm going to throw this out there. I, I, Rodney, I don't know if we, we talked about this or Fred. I know you've been out doing your thing last time I was, I was on. You were in, enjoying yourself. Um, but to me, the move is to go out and get Chris Paul. Chris Paul's family still in L.A., Chris Paul is old enough to where I think a, a, a little bit of, you know, of a haircut off the top of a salary is not going to hurt him. He's still got some nice state farm money, and I don't want to get in any man's pockets, but at this stage in his career, it's about a championship. And what we're seeing right now, Chris Paul may not have the legs to get it done each and every night, but he can step up in a big major situation time, and I think he's an excellent playmaker. And obviously there's nothing like playing with your best bud. So I, I think in a situation where he and LeBron can take turns, and Anthony Davis can receive the fruits of their labor, I think that this is a perfect time for Chris Paul to be a Laker if things can work out. But as far as Ron Palinka, like, Rob, don't mess this up again, dog. <laughs> he, he, he did too much last year. I think that's a valid point. Yeah, and I was going to ask you the question, and Rodney and I kicked this around. You think Rob Palinka, it's a kind of a put-up-or-shut-up year for him? Gotta be because you can't look at LeBron, and and unfortunately, like you, you, you can't look at Anthony Davis because they're like, well, you you signed off to get like they're not gonna blame LeBron for the Anthony Davis move. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Anthony Davis got a championship. He he's allowed a mulligan. What's tough is LeBron don't have too many more mulligans. But like, yeah, you go. You're not gonna look at Genie Bus. You gonna look at Rob? And people looked at Rob sideways when things went down with Magic. We don't need to you know kind of relive that. And he made good on it with a championship. So the, the next year he laid an egg. So, you know, in Laker town, you, you know how we get down here, fellas. It ain't LeBron's fault. It wasn't ever Kobe's fault. <laughs> it's going to be Rob's fault. It's going to be AD's fault after Rob's fault. <laughs> That's just the reality of the matter. All right, let me give you one name. Kicked around yesterday. Some people saying, well, they might have some interest in Lonzo Ball. What do you think of bringing Lonzo Ball back? In what capacity? I'd love to have Lonzo Ball back, but what capacity? I don't want to rely on Lonzo with all due respect, but I thought he was an excellent Laker. I think the the expectations are tempered. Um, I'm sure guys would love playing with him rather than Dennis Schroeder because they're going to get the basketball. You know, as much as Kyle Kuzma wants to have a, a rap beat with that piece with uh, you know Lonzo, whatever their, their deal was, I'm sure that was his buddy because he got on the basketball. You know, Kuzma needs to be set up. Anthony Davis, Davis needs to be set up. You know, Lonzo's grown. You know, I, I, me personally, guys, I never had an issue with Lonzo Ball. I think it was just tough, the noise surrounding his father and the hype that was put on him. But I thought Lonzo Ball was, was great in his role. So, like I said, on the, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, guys. It is what it is. But depending on the price tag, I would love Lonzo Ball as a Laker. Um, all right. You, you mentioned Chris Paul uh, earlier and, and him possibly becoming a Laker. Uh and and I, I could see that at the tail end of the career, but is Chris going to, you know, want to ask for all that money? Um, but this moment, he didn't play well last night. Uh, had some turnovers, and, and they lost, and now the series is tied. Uh, and it feels like everything went right for him to get his championship. And they're on the verge of doing that, but they, they struggled. Uh, is this the moment or the possible last moment for Chris Paul to finally get his ring? Uh, yes and no. With the Phoenix Suns, yes. But if he joins LeBron James, or like you said, he takes a, a, a haircut, yeah, he'll have an opportunity to compete for a championship. 
But the one thing about this championship, the key thing is you said his championship. This is the last time where this can be his championship, where he can be a finals MVP. He joins the Lakers. It's going to be LeBron's finals MVP or Anthony Davis's. You know what I'm saying? He goes over to Brooklyn, which I don't see as a reality, but we have to throw it out. It'll be Kevin Durant's, you know, championship. But as far as his championship on his legacy, yeah, Chris Paul's legacy needs this. Not that he's not great. Not that we can't say that his name is not synonymous with the word pick and roll, along with John Stockton. But ultimately, a championship certifies everything that he's done. And some people would love to cast him into a top five all-time conversation. And I think he can flirt with those conversations with a championship. But without one, you know, you're going to struggle to put that real icing on the cake of his legacy. Ryan, thanks for jumping on today. Enjoy Santa Barbara. That was great. Hey, hey man, any time, Fred. You know, hey, Fred, you know where to find me. And Rodney, man, you still get them tan lines off, man. We're not going to go there, man. We're not going to go there, Rodney. <laughs> All good, man. All good. All right, Ryan, take it easy. All right, guys. Okay. Uh, Ryan Hollins. All right, who's ready to play Who Dis? Come on. 866-987-2570. First caller for Who Dis today. Uh, Kevin will pick up the phone, put you on the air, and you're playing Rodney and Ronnie. Yeah, we will get to it later on the uh, the stinking toilet of water in Tokyo. We'll get to that. <laughs> Don't worry, we will get to that. And now another Rogan and Rodney. Oh, yeah! Afternoon Delight. This is how it all began. The full-on inspiration for this segment is this song. Today, throwback Thursday edition of Afternoon Delight is Afternoon Delight by Starlight Vocal Band. Starland. Starlight. You want to read this, Fred? You want to go ahead. <laughs> You're right, Rodney. Go ahead. Starlight Vocal Band. Go ahead. The song charted in five different countries, including reaching number one in Canada and topping the Billboard charts in July of 1976. The song received three Grammy nominations and won the award for Best Arrangement of Voices in 1976. In 2010, Billboard placed the song at 20 on its list of sexiest songs of all time. Again, today's Throwback Thursday edition of Afternoon Delight is Afternoon Delight by, get this, Fred, Starlight Vocal Band. Okay. It's Starland. It was a typo on my part, Fred. Sorry, everybody can't be perfect like you. Was it Starland? (laughs) Fred, you knew it was Starland. That's why you chimed in. Well, because I used to play it in radio. When I was starting a radio, you know, these are what this was. How did you intro that song? Uh, who wants some, who wants some fun ah, in the Stop afternoon? it! Stop! <laughs> Uncle Fred, Kiko Radio, thirteen forty. <laughs> Uncle Fred, might be nighttime, but you need to have fun in the afternoon. Get you some afternoon delight. Here's Starland Vocal Starland Band. Starland Vocal Band. Oh yeah, let's correct that. Freddie's rubbing himself some sticks and stuff. Whoa, hey now, Ronnie. Rogan and Rodney Roulette. Know your squad. X marks the spot for the next stop on the Petros and Money Chevy Summer Tour. 
Friday, July 23rd at Brewery X in Anaheim. Brought to you by Chef Marito, the official seasoning partner of the Petros and Money Show. Featuring over 20 varieties of seasonings available at your local grocery store or chefmarito.com. Tony and Whittier, how are you? What's up, guys? What's going on? What's All happening? Good. All good. Uh, we're going to play... Oh, we're going to play Know Your Squad... And know your squad, I have to give you five choices. Please do not answer until all five choices are given or you will be locked out, okay? Yes, sir. Let's do this. All right. Ronnie, you ready? Hi, Fred. Look at Rodney Pete. Back in studio looking all good and stuff. You do look good. Oh, it's great to see you, Rodney. I'm glowing. You glowing. actually are glowing. I have the Sancho Pay tan. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you look good. Bando Soleil. Okay. Uh, the squad today is your Dodgers. Know your Dodgers. Here we go. Let's do it. Who holds the team record for most strikeouts in a single season with 382? Clayton Kershaw, Sandy Koufax, Don Drysdale, Adonis Terry, or Adonis Don Drysdale! Sandy Koufax. Stop. Stop. You are locked out. No! I didn't finish the word Creed. You're out. No! Yeah, Kevin. (laughs) Fred, really? I mean, Fred did not technically finish giving the full name of all of the... Fred wasn't, Fred wasn't done. Fred wasn't done, so yeah. Oh, no, nah, you're going to jump in on that. <laughs> wow. Too. I see you got to give Rodney a pass. He's okay. back in the studio. No, nah, I don't want no pass. I don't want a pass, Ronnie. I don't need a pass. Okay, you're Fred locked was, up. Then. Fred had that in his mind. That was predetermined. He was going to try to lock me out. I knew that. I was not. You see it coming. Just wanted to do that, didn't well, you? Actually, you're sitting here, so you might yes. have seen it coming, but I was not trying to. Yeah, you were. But I'm sorry you're locked out. So now it's Ronnie and Tony. Clayton Kershaw, Sandy Koufax, Don Drysdale, Adonis Terry, or Adonis Creed. Clayton Kershaw. Sandy Koufax. Boom, Ronnie. Don Drysdale. Ronnie, the answer was Sandy Koufax. Okay. Rodney, you all right now? No, I'm not. I'm not all right, Fred. Not okay. (laughs) And Tony? Tony, you co-signed on that, too. He did. My bad, my bad, my bad. And I took that personally. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Well... Now what's going to happen? The best no. is yet to come. <laughs> no, no. Hey, Kevin, at some point, you got to come in and erase that off the board, please. All right, if you're going to take that one off, will you put the dinger on there? Absolutely. Okay. Do that right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Here's your next one. Who was the last player not named Austin Barnes or Yasmani Grandal to be the opening day starter and catcher for the Dodgers? A.J. Ellis, Rob Barajas, Carlos Ruiz, Russell Martin, or Don Martin? A.J. Ellis. Yes. A.J. Ellis. Oh. Tony, you were just a little late. Ronnie got it. So Ronnie has two. Tony, you've answered twice in a little late. Rodney has not scored. My bad. Yeah, no. Let's do this. Let's go. All right. You heard him. Let's do it. Why are you looking at me like that? Why are you giving me that glare? I don't mind the competition, Fred, but just don't root against me. When did I root against Just you? Just now. You actually think I yeah, root against yeah, you? Yeah, you do. I, I do not root against yeah, you. Yeah. Thanks, like Dad. It. I don't root against you. You're a little quick on that trigger about locking me out today. You're supposed to be impartial, Fred. Come on. Yeah, I am impartial. That's what I thought, too, Ronnie. He was a little quick on that lockout trigger today. All right. Let's see this one now. Tap into your inner reaches. <laughs> I'm not touching my inner regions. <laughs> I didn't say. Regis. I know what you said. I have this... Large, <laughs> bulging growth. Okay. All right. <laughs> Mookie Betts and Chris Taylor are tied for the team lead in triples this season with three. Who are they tied with? Will Smith, Gavin Lux, Cody Bellinger, Matt Beatty, or Warren Beatty? Gavin Lux. Gavin, Gavin Rodney, Lux. Rodney. Rodney. Rodney got that one. Rod- 
Wow. Wow. Rodney did get that fast. You're going to make sure. You know, going to lock me out again? No. You're trying to lock me out again? No, no. You got that. You, you're legal there. I don't know if I I'm want to. legal? Yeah, you're legal, and I don't think I need this glare. You know yeah, why? Yeah, you do. No, I don't. I'm giving you all the smoke right now, Fred. Let me just tell you something before we get started. First of all, I ain't no bitch. So Damn I'm not right. putting up with it. <laughs> okay. The Dodgers hit two home runs in their Game 5 World Series clinching victory over the A's in 1988. Mickey Hatcher hit one of those homers. Who hit the other? Alfredo Griffin, Mike Marshall, Mike Davis, Rick Dempsey, or Clint Dempsey? Mike, Mike Marshall. Marshall. No, Mike Davis. Davis. Clint Dempsey. Mike, Mike, Mike Davis. Tony got it. Tony got it. Mike Davis. Tony, good job. You're on the board. Got to get on the board, guys. Come on. Come on. <laughs> You're a demand. Let's go. I don't want to hear it, Tony. Yeah, sure. You took it personally. I did. I know. You know what? It's Rodney's birthday back, so we, we should be nice to him. Show him some love. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, man. That ain't going to help you now. <laughs> <laughs> Who holds the Los Angeles Dodgers record for highest on-base percentage in a single season at 4.38? Max Muncie, Gary Sheffield, Reggie Smith, Wally Moon, or Wally George? Gary, Gary Sheffield. Sheffield. Gary Sheffield. Wally Moon. Gary Sheffield is correct, and that is rotten. Yes, it is. It was tight, Ronnie. It was close, buddy. It's close. All right, it was not Wally Moon, though. Tony. Wally Moon. Wally Moon. Is Wally Moon a real player? Yeah, Wally Moon is a real player. Yeah, real player. <laughs> yeah. Wally, Wally Sparks is Come not on, a Rodney. real player. Who? Wally Sparks is not a real player. Is Wally Sparks a real player? <laughs> it's the character <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield played in a movie, Fred. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> nice. Solid. All right, so here's where we're at as we head to the final question. It's really anybody's game. Oh. Rodney and Ronnie are tied. Tony has one. Tony, you get it? It's a three-way tie. Rodney or Ronnie, get it. Come they on. win. Let's go. Come on. Who leads the Dodgers in total games played this season? Ooh. With 86. Ooh. They played 86 games already? Yes. Wow. Chris Taylor, Mookie Betts, Justin Turner, Max Muncy, or Max Power? Chris Taylor. Chris, Chris Taylor. Taylor. It's correct, and Rodney wins. Never lost. Never have, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> and poor Tony. <laughs> I dig it. It's all good. It's all good, fellas. Like I said, I took it personally. Never lost. Never lost, Tony. Never lost. All right, Tony, <laughs> we appreciate lot, you listening to the show, man. It means a lot to us. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it.